I'm Holly. I'm a business strategist who loves a good plan and flowchart and is crazy passionate about teaching women like you how to build your dream job and scale to six figures and beyond without sacrificing your weekends and priorities. I believe strongly to my core that you can create a routine you love with the right strategy, product suite, aka what you are actually selling, and simple systems to create a lifestyle that works and a business that scales without burnout. Because here's the thing, it's not just about managing your time. It's about embracing that time freedom and really working on unlocking that freedom together so that you can do more of what you love. After 22 years in corporate strategy, working for Fortune 500 companies, I ditched the office to build a now seven-figure business with my husband full-time. And P.S., we did it in less than two years during the pandemic with twins. Oh my goodness. My goal here is to provide you with unfiltered insights into behind the scenes of entrepreneurship. What works, what doesn't, practical tips you can implement right now, as in right after listening. I want you to consider this podcast, your online business MBA, delivered directly to your inbox, intertwined with the realities of being a working mom, exploring life, and the invaluable lessons learned along the way. Think of the Crush the Rush podcast as your weekly one-stop shop for actionable business planning, guiding you on the next steps and explaining the why, the really important things behind each move. We'll keep you motivated and uplifted as you learn from some of the industry's best experts. So grab your sparkly beverage, I'm sipping on a chai tea, and get ready to learn to do less better. Let's scale your dream business and finally have the freedom to focus more on what you love. This is the Crush the Rush podcast. Before we get into this week's episode, I want to talk to you about something brand new we have created called the Summer Antisocial School Mini Mind. Now, hear me out. Summer is here. So if you're like me, you're thinking about vacations and beach days and poolside cocktails, and you might be thinking, hey, I'm just going to put my business on pause so that I can enjoy my time and I'll come back in the fall. But here's the thing, your competition is not putting their business on pause. So let's think of a way where it can be both. It can be both fun and profitable, and you don't have to stop everything. Just a few short summers ago, I was in your position in what I would call a social media zombie, right? So endlessly scrolling, looking for answers, feeling like I was forcing myself to go to these networking businesses. And when I stopped, my business stopped. So I was feeling even more burnt out, which you might be feeling, but also working full time. And I felt like I was missing my kids' best years. So instead of wanting to go outside and play with them, I was barely holding my eyes open. And it took a huge toll on our family and me personally and mentally. So if you're nodding yes to this, this is where my antisocial framework actually came from because I needed to figure out a way to constantly fuel my business with leads all while I could step away. So it's all about ditching the social drama and focusing on growth and income strategies that work for you. So you're not chasing followers, you're just building real connections. But I get it, you don't wanna sign up for a long, complicated program over the summer, which is why we are excited to introduce you to the Anti-Social School Minimind. Class doesn't start until September, so you can enjoy your schedule and your summer, but 
Like I said, your competition isn't taking a vacation. So we created three months of resources that you can apply to your business schedule on your own time. Just go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash antisocial to learn more. And when you put down a deposit, you get one free quarter in our club, which gives you weekly access to me to hold you accountable. Plus, we're gifting you the first module in antisocial school if you want to get ahead and every resource we've ever created in our Crush the Rush library. So don't let your business hit pause this summer. Enroll in the antisocial school summer mini mine with a deposit and unlock a summer of growth and profit. Just head over to hollymariehaines.com forward slash antisocial to join us. On this episode of the Crush the Rush podcast, we are talking about big marketing on a small budget, which I don't know about you, but that title makes me definitely want to dig in. And to talk about that, we have brought in expert Christy Crothers of the She Corporated, which is an organization dedicated to empowering women to create the life and business of their dreams, not only for themselves, but their families. Christy is an award-winning entrepreneur, speaker, mentor, podcast host, and works with women from around the world to help them start and scale their businesses, but more importantly, create freedom through entrepreneurship. And today, like I mentioned, we're digging into big marketing, but I think you're going to be super motivated by Christy's story of how she really made her dream life become a reality. She's going to give you a framework for big marketing on a small budget and really just ways to replicate yourself and your marketing efforts in a way that doesn't take a ton of time, which you know we all love. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. Hi, Christy. Welcome to the Crush the Rush podcast. How are you? I'm great, Holly. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to be here. We were geeking out about strategy before the interview, but today we really want to dig into, which I think is just going to be amazing, is big marketing, like big marketing, making a big difference on a small budget, which I feel like as you're getting started with business is so, so important. But I would love it before we dug in, if you could tell us a little bit about you. I know you started She Corporated, and so I'm curious what that journey looked like and how did you get to where you are today? Sure, absolutely. Well, I've started a number of companies over the years. I'm, I'm. It's, it's, it's. It's a problem, really. <laughs> I have a problem with a starting. Good up. problem. I know I'm a serial entrepreneur. I can't help myself. But about ten years ago, I started a, a branded goods company with promotional products and uniforms and and that type of thing. And and I still have that company. But along the way, things things got rough when it was first starting. I was phasing out an old marketing consulting business that required a ton of international travel. I was an only parent. I had a six-year-old daughter at the time and I had a son on the way and I, it was really hard to travel with just one. And I thought, well, you know, two, yeah. it's going to be impossible. So I was phasing out that old, that old business and I was ramping up this new business. And unfortunately the new business didn't ramp up fast enough to make up for the old business. So I ended up having to sell really everything of value until eventually I ended up selling the house to pay the bills. And that was just weeks after my son was born. So I ended up homeless with, with two kids. My daughter was six and my son was a couple of months old at that point. So I worked a full-time day job at the radio station. I kept working my business at night. I would work at, you know, at lunch in the car park, <laughs> making client calls from my car. And eventually after about six months, I had grown it enough to rent a house, not a great house, not a great neighborhood, but it was, it was a home. And over the next three years, I kept working and growing it until we moved into a better house and I got my kids into a better school. 
and a better neighborhood. And, you know, eventually I, I got to seven figures with that business. And what I learned from that business and, and the ones before it was really by piecing together information from anywhere I could find it, you know, and from experience. And a few years ago, I started to get really frustrated by how many women have to do exactly what I did. You know, it makes the, it's so much harder and slower that entire process when you have to do it that way. And so many more women fail than, than really need to, because we all kind of have to reinvent the wheel for our own business. So that's really where the idea of She Corporated started. I wanted to take all of that that I had learned from all of the businesses before and after that seven-figure business as well, and really put that into an, a simple step-by-step process that's not going to be overwhelming that we can actually do, because women have no time. I don't care what stage of life you're at. If you're a woman starting a business, you have a million other things that you're doing. You've got no time, often no budget. So that was really where the idea for She Corporated started. I love it. I feel like that story is so just inspiring and motivating. And I'm curious when you were sort of going through that phase, like how did you stay motivated to know that like the next thing was there and like you were going to get to that next level? You know, I didn't really have a choice to be fair. You know, it was, I, I was, failure was not an option. That's not where we were going to stay. I had, you know, I had to do better things for, for my kids. I'm going to cry now. Oh, <laughs> um, it's but, such um, a good story. I'm like, wait, can we just talk about this for a minute? Cause it's so, yeah, it's so good. You know, I, I mean, I had, I had done things before where, you know, I had done very well and, and made a lot of money and I knew it was possible. And I knew mm-hmm. I had the tools to do it mentally. I had no funding, obviously. Yeah. I had no, I really, you know, when people, when people say that they don't think they can do this and this goes back into the whole confidence piece, I, I wish right. I could, I wish I could make them believe that they can, because if I could do it from where I was and literally starting from nothing, we didn't even have a home. If I can do that, you, you know, you can do it and you can probably do it better and faster than I did. Yeah. So that's, that's really, you know, I'm just really passionate about helping women create freedom through Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship, because I don't think any woman is truly free until she has her own independent source of income. And freedom means, you know, many things to many people. To me, it was a home for my kids and security to somebody else. It might be the ability to work from wherever they want to, or, you know, set their own hours, but Mm -hmm. that freedom is what I really want women to have. Yeah. And I think the the freedom piece changes because I know like for me, before I left my corporate job, it was like, okay, I got to come up with like some income so that we can like live and I'm not tied to this job. And then once we hit that goal, it's like, okay, well, freedom looks a little bit different now. So I love that you can like pivot and grow into it. Okay. I want to sort of play off that a little bit. I promise we'll get to the marketing piece, but this is just too good. What do you think is stopping women from starting their own business? I think there's a lot of tangible, you know, external factors things that are very real, like lack of financing, like societal expectations, like overwhelming responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, they already have so much on their plate. But internally, I think the biggest block is confidence. I think it's the lack of belief that they can make it work and the fear that comes along with that. What if I don't make it work? I think that's really what's stopping most of us. Yeah, I love that. I think so too. In your experience, how have you gotten sort of past that? Or how have you helped your clients get past that? Because I feel like mindset and confidence is I mean, we all struggle with it. So like, as you were going through it or as you've helped your clients, what does that look like? Yeah. Well, like I said, I wish I could just make people believe they can because they can, they right. absolutely can. Right. And I think, you know, from, from a mindset perspective, I think 
and this is a work in progress for everybody. I don't, I don't think anybody ever gets perfect at this, but you really need to stop listening to the voices around you and, and surround yourself with better voices if need be, but also really analyze that internal voice and those perceived reasons that you think you can't, mm-hmm. because those aren't, those aren't facts. Those are stories that you tell yourself. They're not truth. And they don't stand up when you really take them out and you look at them in the light. And then the other more actionable thing that they can do, because I'm all about actionable stuff. I love, I love, I love action items for myself and for everybody else is to just start moving forward. Even if it's teeny tiny baby steps, because that action creates confidence. Mm -hmm. If you wait for the confidence to take the action, it's never going to happen. So the action creates the confidence and every single step you make forward, even if it's a tiny, tiny step it's going to create the confidence because you did that and then you can do the next thing. And it also creates the momentum that moves you forward. Yeah. So good. Okay. So now I want to pivot again and talk about marketing. So you're getting started and you're thinking about, okay, I need to get myself in front of all these people. But when you look at like what Facebook ads cost or hiring somebody to help you do it or all the things, right. It starts to get overwhelming and it is really expensive. So if you are going to put together a marketing plan on a small budget, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So, and I think the beauty of these budget marketing tips is that they're, Mm -hmm. they're not hacks. These are things, no matter what your budget is, you should be doing these because they are solid marketing strategies. And because they don't cost a lot, it's not something that you can only do when you have a big budget or a seasonal thing. They can run all year long because they're not really costing you anything or much at least. And it's worth noting that the seven-figure business that I have, I still have, my branded goods, was built entirely on non-paid. We didn't do Facebook ads. We didn't run newspaper ads, radio ads, any of those things. Because it was a promotional products business, we decided to use those actual branded goods to do all of the kind of grassroots level marketing on it. So it's definitely doable. The first one I think that's really worth looking at and there, this is going to mean something different to every single business, depending on what type of business you're in, but is to use all your real estate. So make sure you're using all of your opportunities to market and cross sell. So if you're a brick and mortar and you have a physical location, you know, do you have window displays? Do you have window clings in your windows? Do you have things on the countertop at the point of purchase that are cross selling and upselling? Do you have vehicle decals on your car? I guess this is a little bit you know, close to my heart because we do branded goods and promotional yeah. products. So many people, they don't really look and go, okay, here's all the real estate I have. These are all the eyes that are on my business. Am I giving them the message I want to give them? Am I promoting the thing I want to promote with that, with that real estate? And if you're in the online, if you're in an online business, if you're, if you're working mostly from your website, you know, on your homepage, do you have a pop-up? Do you have a banner? What is promoted on your homepage? Look at your analytics and see how are most people entering your site? And it may not be your homepage. It could be your about us. It could be a blog page. What do you have linked on that site? What are you promoting? Are you cross-promoting your blog to your site? You know, all of these things. Just make sure that you're using all of your real estate. And everywhere you're getting eyes on your business, you're giving them the information that you really want to give them to sell the thing you need to sell. Yeah, I love that. I think cross-promotion too. I love the like tangible things, but also like we can use podcasting as an example. Like a podcast is one episode, but you could take that podcast and you can make it a blog post. You can put it on your website. You can make social media out of it. You can put it on Pinterest. You can make a YouTube video. Like there's probably 15 different things that you can 
create from like one little tiny episode, right? And if you do that times 10, you're just going to 10x your your visibility, which I think is super powerful. I know you have a whole list of things to sort of what you call bootstrap big marketing, which we're going to put in the show notes. But if you could share a couple more, I would love to hear really the ones that I think would maybe resonate with somebody who's working full-time or just getting started and what they can do. Sure. Well, I'll give you, I've got three or four more here that I, I'll run through that I think are really good for anybody. Yeah. And this one, you, the one you hear about all the time and and for good reason, because I, I don't think it can be overstated is to collect emails. And I think, you know, it, people have large social followings, which is amazing, but a million followers on Instagram is not going to do you any good if Instagram starts closing people's accounts like it did the other day. So if you haven't already, you need to start moving your followers or your community into a a channel of communication that you control because that can happen. You need to control your conversations, but not only do you need to collect those emails, but you have to actually use them. And I think that's where a lot of people fall down. They're like, yes, I'm collecting emails. I'm doing great. I have a list of, you know, a thousand people or 5,000 people, but they're not actually continuously reaching out. It is free. The return, you know, on a dollar that it costs you for email advertising is, you know, absolutely astronomical compared to almost any other marketing that you can do. So, so definitely use them. And then the other one that, you know, is really underused is, is to apply for awards. And I think this plays into the confidence thing with women. You know, we don't apply for nearly as many awards as we should. This is a two for one as far as the marketing goes. You get the publicity and you also get the credibility when you do this. Mm-hmm. And people think, well, I'm, I'm new or, well, nobody nominated me. Don't wait for somebody to nominate your company. You'll be waiting forever. You know, your company is probably amazing, but they probably know, you know, a hundred other amazing companies and they may not even think to nominate, you know, you or anyone else. So find out what awards you're eligible for. You can go to your local women in business. You can go to your chamber of commerce, all sorts of awards. And just by being part of that process, you're going to get publicity. Even if you don't win, if you place, you're going to get more publicity. And then if you win, well, fabulous. You get the credibility that goes with that. And you also get the publicity that goes with that. So it's a great free way to really build your network, build your exposure and and your credibility. I love that one. Yeah, I love that one too. I think also it's like digging into your local community, which is like probably a whole strategy in itself, but can be super powerful from a referrals perspective or just networking with other business owners in your area. Yeah, it's a good one. And then, you know, get in the press and this kind of goes hand in hand with the awards. You know, if if you're not familiar with PR, PR is, is unpaid exposure in the media. And Again, our confidence, our imposter syndrome kicks in and we think, well, I'm not a big shot. I haven't been around long enough. My company's new. We're not, you know, we're not important enough. And that's all stories you're telling yourself because the the journalists don't care. They don't care how long you've been around. They don't care how big you are. They need to produce stories every single day with fresh voices and fresh perspective. So if you can send them a pitch that gives them, you know, something new to talk about or a new angle on something or something that's relevant and topical, they'll use it. And you can also use, you know, PR as a press release where you can actually send out. So if you win the award, if you you have a new product, a grand opening, new staff, anything like that, you can also send that out to your local media. And there's a service a lot of people don't know about called HARO, which is H-A-R-O. So it's a great resource. It's a free service that will actually send you automated emails on whatever category you want to be sent. And it's going to give you names of reporters and all their contact information where they're looking for sources to quote on different stories. Yeah, I use HARO and I always say it's like the most... 
you got to like create a folder in your inbox just for those emails because they send you so many. But like, I mean, I've been able to get on some really cool publications just through like browsing through those emails, which again, if you think about it's free, it gives you credibility. It helps you establish authority. Like it's a really, really awesome tool. And I think it's a great place to start if you're new to this, because you're like, well, who do I reach out to? I don't know what publication or who to talk to. All the details are there. The only trick with that is you have to be really quick. So, you know, the emails come in at, you know, 10 a.m. or whatever time it is in your time zone. You've got to get on it quickly because by, you know, supper time, they've got so many emails in their inbox replying to that, that they're just never going to make it to yours. So, yeah, no, this is an awesome list. When you think about all the different ways you've been able to market, whether it be through email or press or just cross-marketing or, or networking, if somebody is like really looking for a place to start, is there is there a marketing channel that is maybe your favorite or that has worked the best for you? I realize it's different for every business, but one that like you love doing. For my businesses so far, so far, because there'll be more, you know, there'll be more. Right. It's really about the customer. For me, we've done really well. And because part of that is because of how we've marketed, because we've marketed a lot with, you know, gifts and thank yous and and branded goods. It's really about that whole customer journey. And and this is really a tip for anybody. And this is probably one of my favorite tips, regardless of what business you're in. If you want to find a really effective strategy and kind of find all of the opportunities that you're missing in your business to either upsell, cross-sell, you know, grow your customer base, retain more customers is to actually map out your customer journey, sit down, take a few hours and go from, you know, from before they become a customer to when they finally leave you and beyond, and then sit down and it'll take, it'll take a few hours, go through every single point on that customer journey and say, okay, at this point right here, where they saw this ad or where they walked into my store or where they, you know, every single point on there and say, okay, how could I have upsold them there? Or could I have encouraged them to refer somebody to to me? Or could I just have improved their experience somehow so they stay a customer longer? And that's going to give you a completely personal, you know, look at your own business that's unique to your business that, you know, nobody else can do for you and really find all of those opportunities that you've been missing. Yeah. You're speaking my language. I talk about the customer journey a lot, but more so in like the customer experience, like when you hand your, when somebody hands your credit card over, like what happens, like they should have an experience. And so I love that you're sort of digging into that strategy and what it looks like, because I feel like that's a step that a lot of people will skip over. But I always talk about the 80, 20 rule where I say that 80% of your income comes from 20% of your clients because of that experience and that relationship and all the things that you're talking about from a marketing perspective of you want them to be clients for life. Are there any customer experience tips that you've used to sort of help keep customers be repeat customers? Well, you know, we just really, we take really good care of, of our customers on every level. So we, we really mm-hmm. take care of their experience. We make sure we answer them promptly. We do all of the things that you would expect from it, which is really hard to get these days. So even right. mediocre customer service really shines lately. <laughs> so yeah. you don't even have to be the best. You just have to be, you know, reasonably good and you're the best. But then we also, we do little things like we, and I think those are the things that stand out. They're those kind of wow moments. You know, it's like when you, you check into a hotel and they have your favorite pillow on file right? And they make sure that they have the right kind of pillow for you. That's the kind of stuff we try and do. So we send them, you know, socks on their birthday and a birthday card says the socks say it's my birthday on them. And we, we send them and then it gives you little viral moments too, right? Because they take pictures of their socks and they post them and they tag us. 
we send them a gift on the anniversary of when they started doing business with us each year, just a, a nice little gift. You know, we just do wherever we can make the experience better for them. And what's happened, and it wasn't intentional, but it's been fantastic, especially through, you know, everybody shifting companies because we're B2B with that particular business. Mm-hmm. Over the last few years, so many people have moved to new positions in new companies and our business has actually, you know, blown up. I was going to say doubled. It hasn't quite doubled, but because they've taken us with them because mm-hmm. they've had such a good experience with us that they've gone to the new company. We've retained the old company they worked at as a client, and now they're at a new company and they take us with them there. And that's really testament to taking really good care of them. Yeah. And I think also just taking the time to figure out like what that journey looks like and how you're just, I always say, I call it a wow. Like, how are you wowing them? Yeah. So good. And I know we're going to link the whole toolkit in our show notes, but I'd love before we wrap up, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice when it comes to starting a business, but actually going back to what we talked about at the beginning, like really creating that freedom, what would you tell them? The first step is to really step out of your business for a day, you know, block some white space time, spend and make it non-negotiable. This is the most important meeting you're going to have all week. And it's with you. I do this actually once a year, I'm going the weekend after next, I, I've got two nights at a, like a local little spa place. I don't even use the spa. I just go there and I spend two days, <laughs> my parents take the kids and I spend two days with my computer and my like business strategy for the next year yeah. and just do my planning because you need that white space where you're just not distracted. So block some white space time and really spend that day thinking about what you want for your business. What do you want your life to look like? What do you want your business to look like? What do you love about your business? What do you dislike about your business? What are you passionate about? You know, what do you want to change? Because you're building this business. You can build it however you want. And I think we get on autopilot and we get so busy in the everyday that we don't stop and and really put our head up and say, okay, you know what, let's look around and see where we're actually headed here. If you want a four day week, then start working towards that end in mind, you know, instead of, instead of building your business so that you have to work all hours of all days, if there's something that you're really passionate about, figure out how to integrate that into your business, but really take the time to decide what you want your business and life to look, look like, spend that day doing that. And then you can put that plan in place. Yeah. So good. I'm such a huge fan of white space. I feel like it is magical for me as a Enneagram three and a like strategy geek. It's super uncomfortable to like block out that time because I'm like, no, I can just keep working, but it really does. Every time I do it, it, something comes out of it, even if I'm not sure going in what that thing is. Yeah. It's, it's magical because when you give your mind that empty time, I actually heard something about Sarah Blakely, how she, when she moved to her new, her new office, this is before she sold the company, but her commute was cut down. So she had no commute and she did her best thinking yeah. in the car. So she came up with a fake commute so that she had time. Cause her best thinking was when she was driving and now she never, she had no time in the car. So she made a fake commute and she would do this, you know, fake long drive to get yeah. to work. So she would have 45 minutes in the car. And, and I realized that's when I get all my ideas too. Yeah. I'll actually, you know, on a, on a, we have some clients that are ski resorts and stuff. So it's a couple of hours to drive to visit them. And, and I'll, I'll be, you know, sending uh, texts. I'll be calling my office and saying, yeah. can you just write this down for me? Just, can you just, just write this down? Cause I don't want to lose this idea. And that's, it's, it's the same, right? It's white space. It's just time where your mind gets the opportunity to. Yeah. I to love that. Such a, I never thought of it that way, but when I left my corporate job, I lost my commute and I feel like I had a really hard time struggling with like how to transition from like getting the girls on the bus to like, Oh, you're working now. Like I need that. Like 
transitional time. So that is a great example. Okay. So before we wrap up, we like to do some rapid fire questions. And my first question is what is on your business bucket list in the next six months? A million things. (laughs) <laughs> I think you're why you need like, that day, right? I think you're probably like me. You have a really long list. Yeah. You know, the, there's a couple things that have, have been the the magazine. We we launched it. We just had our first birthday for the magazine, so I'm really excited to see where that goes this year. But we also have our passion project life workshop coming up. And it's all about that. We just talked about it's all about deciding what you actually want your business and life to look like and then building it so that you just can't wait to jump out of bed every single day and get into it. So we're going to do a free workshop with that. So that's going to and that's going to lead into our our community. So I'm really excited about that coming up. I love that. You could go anywhere on vacation in the world. Where would you go? Well, right now, probably Fiji because it just got really cold here. But South of France, you can never go wrong with South of France. Oh, that's on my bucket list. I've been to France, but not the South of France. Mm. What book are you currently reading? (laughs) It should be some, I have about 20 marketing books sitting here that I haven't opened. I keep buying them and and not reading them. I'm actually reading the first Harry Potter book with my son, the Philosopher's Stone. I'm so, you know, I love it. I I discovered it with my daughter for the first time when she was younger and now he's discovered them. So we get to go through it all again. So yeah. We are very similar. We're on the, so I have twins and we're reading the, we're on the second book. We've read, we read the first one. It took us a decent amount of time because we only get through like a couple of pages a night, but we're almost through the second book. And like, it's been so fun. It's just been so fun to have like something to look forward to at the end of the day. But also I think for me, like to just have a fun book to read, that's not, I just, I'm so business all the time. I'm trying to like get out of that mode. (laughs) But me too. Me too. It's, really it's cool. exactly. I, I, before this, I can't even tell you when the last time was that I wrote a book or I read a book for pleasure. Yeah. They're all yeah. business or personal growth or something. So it's been really nice to just kind of let your mind go at the end of the day and do some fantasy reading. So I'm enjoying yeah, it. Too. It's been really cool. And then from a marketing perspective, I had no idea like how big Harry Potter actually was. <laughs> So I'm like, oh my gosh, the branding is everywhere. It's so amazing. this is this is really an awesome interview. And I know you gave us some super tangible tips that we can dig into, but we'll link everything in the show notes. Why don't you share a little bit about where everyone can connect with you if they have questions, what you have coming up? Sure. Yeah. Well, you know what? I've we built it so that shecorporated.com is really the hub for everything. So mm-hmm. other than the bootstrapper's guide to big marketing on a small budget, which we'll link to specifically, that's not that is not linked from our site. It's its own link, but everything else you're going to find at shecorporated.com. So you'll find a link to the magazine and you can get the free subscriptions to, to that. And it's all it's all for women founders. Actually, you know, talking about PR, this one here. This was our first issue. This was December of last year. And Gloria Child, that's actually Gloria on the cover. She's a PR expert. And she has a whole article in that magazine about tips when you're just starting out. Awesome. So that's worth checking out. But the magazine is linked from shecorporated.com. You'll find the podcast, One Step Empire. You'll find the community. You'll find the link for the intensive VIP days with me. Lots of free downloads. You know, there's download marketing plan and vision board and and all that stuff is free. So just shecorporated.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Christy. Thanks for having me, Holly. This is great.
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Crush the Rush podcast. I honestly feel like this podcast is an extension of me and our community. And so I hope you come back and listen for more. If you're feeling inspired and ready to take action, there's actually some really amazing ways that you can stay connected with us. Number one, if you want to see this episode come to life with visuals and bonus behind the scenes, you can head over to our YouTube channel, which is at Holly Marie Haynes. We like to post some bonuses there. So I hope that you're excited to learn more about these topics. And then as always, you can leave a review. Your feedback helps this show grow and reach more amazing listeners just like you. We've made it really, really easy. You can simply go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash podcast and click the review button. You can also find custom playlists and more to just say thank you and offer you another amazing way to give you some support. And then last but not least, if you have questions about today's episode or a topic that you would love to have covered in the future, you can just go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash chat. And it's me behind the scenes answering all the questions. You can text me, send me a video, leave me a message. It's super cool. And like I said, I hope that this podcast is just an extension of our relationship together. So remember that you are capable of achieving incredible things. Keep up the amazing work and I can't wait to connect with you more.